Connecting life and faith. This is Connections. And I remember going uh, after a long day. I was tucking him into bed. And he asked me, Mommy, are you warm? And I said, yeah, baby, I'm warm. He goes, what about Daddy? You think Daddy's warm? And that kind of took me back. I didn't quite know how to answer that. So I said, yeah, I think your Daddy's warm. He says, well, Mom, what about all those other people, all those people living in the tents? sleeping on the cardboard boxes and are they warm and it was just like I had to tell them the truth I couldn't lie and I said no baby I don't think they are and so he said well we need to get blankets lots and lots of blankets so we can warm them all up And this sparked an entire city's movement to help the homeless. And now this story has been turned into a movie that is being shown across the nation in hopes of inspiring others to do the same. We're joined today by Cindy Bunch. This new film is inspired by her story. Today on Connections, she's going to share a little bit about how this all happened and the importance of caring about others who are in need. I'm very happy to be joined by Cindy Bunch today and Cindy and her life at the focus of a new film called 5,000 Blankets. And Cindy, I feel like that's maybe a good place to start is why is this film about your life called 5,000 Blankets? What does that mean? 5,000 Blankets started with my son. Um, His dad suffered from paranoid schizophrenia and... um, he would often quit taking his medications. He was a constructioner and he worked in downtown Fort Worth. And he would often not take his medications and he would just disappear. And Philip and I didn't realize when we would go looking for him two blocks away from where he was working was the homeless district. So Philip and I would drive through there just looking for his dad. And Philip had never seen anything like that before he'd never seen that kind of poverty and it was cold it was in December and I remember going uh, after a long day I was tucking him into bed and he asked me mommy are you warm and I said yeah baby I'm warm he goes what about daddy you think daddy's warm and that kind of took me back I didn't quite know how to answer that so I said yeah I think your daddy's warm he says well, mom, what about all those other people, all those people living in the tents, sleeping on the cardboard boxes? And are they warm? And it was just like, I had to tell them the truth. I couldn't lie. And I said, no, baby, I don't think they are. And so he said, well, we need to get blankets, lots and lots of blankets so we can warm them all up. And I just kind of shrugged it off, you know. Well, the next morning he comes at me with this piggy bank. <laughs> And there was $7.20 in there. That was it. And we were poor. We didn't have money. I mean, we had lost everything. Everything was gone. And um, he's like, Mom, you need to go buy blankets. Go buy lots of blankets so you can warm them all up with this $7.20. And I'm thinking to myself, Jesus, how am I going to pull this off? God help me with this one. And I kind of just shrugged it off for a couple of days. But this kid would not stop. So I sat down and I wrote a three-page letter, or actually typed it out and printed 500 copies and went and stood on the streets of downtown Fort Worth and everybody that walked by, and I'm going to admit it right now, I'm an extremely shy person, so I wasn't going to talk to anybody. 
And I just, everybody that walked by, I said, take this, take this, take this, take this, take, and handed them the <laughs> letter. And I did this for days. And then I got a phone call from a girl named Jennifer McAllister, who offered to help get me blankets. And she start, she actually is the one that built my website, and we're friends to this day. And then I got a call from a local reporter of a big news station. And he says, I'd love to have you and Philip join us live on our show. And so I was like, okay, I'm shy. How am I going to pull this off? So I let, I just let Philip do all the talking. He did most of the talking. He was about five and a half at the time. And um, then the next, the very next day after that interview, it, it went viral. I mean, it, it did because I, I got a call from a local screenwriter named Larry Postel and he said I'd love to do a screenplay about um, your life and I thought to myself what's a screenplay and what does that even mean but okay okay I'll do it and so I met with him for coffee and he says I'm going to write a screenplay and I'm going to see if I can't sell it and I'm like okay and uh, so here we are (laughs) How amazing is it to see now your life story turned into this film and now sharing this story with the world? It's a beautiful story. And it's so, everything is so spot on the way things happened. And it's just, it's so spot on because we, we lost everything. And you know, the crazy thing about losing everything is you don't miss it. Hmm. You don't, you don't miss it. It's crazy to say that, but it's true. I mean, because I had this big house and, you know, it's like, why? You know, it's, I love, now I have a very small house and I love it. I call it the little house God built. Mm-hmm. And I run it, I run a food pantry now. This is another dream that I had. <laughs> Philip, thanks. I went down. When the depression came and people were losing their homes, this was back like eight, nine years ago. No, it's nine years ago to be exact. He says, Mom, I just can't stand to see all these people hungry and these families. And, you know, I was, uh, he was going to uh, school with kids that didn't have lunches. And he's like, Mom, we got to do something. So I started a little food pantry in my garage. And it's all non-perishable food items, and we keep it stocked. We've kept it stocked for the last nine years. And I usually, when it gets low, I, I start begging. I've learned how to beg. <laughs> really have. I've learned how to beg. I'll get on social media, and I'll just start begging. Hey, we need this. We need, we're out of this. Um, and people just drop off at my house. like. And, of course, I tithe to it when I have the money to tithe to it. And, um. Uh, yeah, so we have a food pantry. Um, we um, are constantly doing the campsites downtown Fort Worth. We actually go down into the campsites. We do not do shelters. I'm not a shelter person. I tried that. That didn't work for me. So um, we strictly deal with people on the streets and in the campsites. One thing I love about you and one thing that you've said that really stuck with me is that you say passion comes from the greatest pain. Mm-hmm. And that's basically what 
has happened in your own story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think a lot of people go through that. A lot of people have tragedies. And you got to learn how to turn that tragedy into triumph. Yes. Does that if makes any kind of sense? So, yes, this is my victory moment. It's not, I didn't make a lot of money off of this. I actually, no, I'm still poor and I love it. <laughs> And I still like begging. It's one of my favorite things to do. Hey, you know, we're out of this kind of cereal. We need peanut butter. That kind of thing. And you're begging to help other people, which comes through pretty clearly, right? And how how have your perspectives changed uh, about the people that you're helping over the years of doing this and kind of going through it firsthand yourself? How have you changed the way you look at people experiencing homelessness? They're people. They're just like you and I. I mean, and I get extremely irritated because, you know, I'll get a lot of volunteers. Oh, I want to volunteer. I want to volunteer. Can we help you out? And, you know, they, they'll go with us, but they won't even even talk to these people. It's like, come on. These people need human touch. That's what they need kindness. I mean, if you sit with these people, you'll know if you sit and talk with them you'll know exactly what their needs are. They're not going to come out and say, I need this. You know, they're not going to do it. If but if you sit with them and talk to them, they're just like us. They're human yeah. beings. I mean, just like my neighbors next door. I mean, everybody's the same. In God's eyes, everybody is the same. It's kind of humbling, isn't it? One of the best, I won't tell the whole story, but one <laughs> of the most moving moments in my own spiritual life is when a homeless man prayed over me. Yeah, and, it happens a lot. You right? know, I really get, that's another thing that frustrates me about, I'm not going to say, uh, no, I'm not going to say that. But another <laughs> thing that frustrates me is when people get out there and they're like, oh, let me pray for you. Oh, come here. These people need to be prayed for. No, no. They probably need to pray for you. Yeah. These people yeah. know yes. more about Jesus than any preacher in church they 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 are so in tune with the lord they yeah. they really are so it, i get really irritated when people start pulling out their bibles and saying oh let me let me pray for you it's like <laughs> stop it stop it that's not what they want what they want is human contact sit down have a sandwich with me let's talk about hey the weather you know just like any normal human being I had the opportunity to check out the film and some of the most impactful moments were the scenes where you are being portrayed as sitting, you know, in the restaurants, eating with these people. How similar is like when you watch this film, does it feel like this is your true story? Is it, you know, while I see it, I I watch, I tried to pick it apart. I couldn't. (laughs) Um, Seriously, I could not. No, that's what I do. It's like, these people will we'll go downtown and it's like, come on, guys, let's go get something to eat. And we all, you know, it's like just a normal conversation with anybody else. It's very true to the story. Very what was true. it like? What was it like watching the story come to life then? Was it difficult for you to watch and relive a lot of those hard moments or yes. was it healing in a way? Well, when I was on set, I actually had to walk out one time because it was so real. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, oh, my gosh, this is so real. I don't. Yeah, I, I had to walk off set one time. And then um, 
everybody just the whole cast and crew everybody just embraced me it was just like you could tell that god had his hands all over this project because there was not a bump in the road not one it was just beautiful what do you hope people are going to take away from this that people are people and community needs to be community and don't p- depend on government to do everything because that's not, it's not, that's not going to work. We have to come together as a whole and work together, whether it be in Texas or California or wherever, what, what everybody just needs to reach out to your neighbor, your homeless neighbor, your next door neighbor, your schools. You know, I think this film should be shown in schools. I think it should be. I think it would it, it would teach children how to be more compassionate. I think it should be shown in churches. Um, you can you can actually subscribe to Pure Flix, and it's only seven ninety nine for the movie. My son actually, I was like, uh, Philip, I don't know if I can afford to sub- subscribe to Pure Flix, and I didn't have a TV in my room. So for his birthday, <laughs> he went and bought me a TV, hung it on the wall, and got me a, a subscription to PureFlix for the whole year. So yeah, it. you can you can watch it on PureFlix, and you can also uh, also find out more about us if you go to philipswish.com to our website. You can donate online if you feel like. That's what God's called you to do. Or you can message me if you have questions and I will definitely message you back. You mentioned kids and getting this into schools. The amazing part about this. I watched it last night and my son was sitting beside me. He was distracted. All of a sudden he looks, starts watching it and he was invested. He's six years old. He had to watch until the very end because he wanted to know what happened. I'm not going to give it away because people (laughs) need to watch this film. They definitely do. It's a I, I encourage everybody to subscribe to PureFlix and watch this movie. It will definitely change the way you think. Last question. How can we pray for you and Philip and your ministry? Just pray that it grows and grows and grows and the word gets out there. Pray that more, more cities and more states and the whole country comes together as a whole. Nice. I'm looking, Colleen already got to watch the movie. I'm looking forward to watching it with my kids. And hopefully I'm kind of scared to start discussions with them, though, what kind of work they're going to get me into. So we'll find out. They'll get you you into some work. They will. I promise you they will. They're amazing little people. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you so much for making time for us today. Thank you for having me. And thank you so much for joining us and for listening today. Don't forget to subscribe. We'll talk to you again on Connections.